when it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Game of Thrones. The Walking Dead. Westworld. No, that's the West Wing. West, West World. There have been many podcasts which seek to analyse the complexities, the depth, the plot lines, the hidden story arcs, the beauty of these productions. Quite simply, the world doesn't need another one, which is why we're applying that level of discussion to the bottom of the televisual barrel and scraping it with a weekly celebration of The One Show. Welcome once again to the The One Show show, the podcast that tethers TV's The One Show to the ground, naked as the day it was conceived, in hell by demons intent on ruining weekday evenings, in 40 degree heat and daubs its genitals with cooking oil. I am John Holmes and yes, here we be once more, jumping horrified eyes and ears first into the lightest of lightweight programming. On the green sofas this week then, Vampire Fish. TikTok Tourette's and Alex laughs at a horny man. Joining me on this Dante-esque journey into television's netherworld are, of course, my The One Show show co-host Mark Haynes and the stand-up comedian whose new show, Carbon Life Forms, is on Radio 4 next week at time of recording, though not if you're listening to this in, say, February 24. We welcome him back to the show. It's John Long. Hello, John Long. Welcome back. Welcome back. Uh, Candid answer from you then, um, since you were last on, uh, which we'll call the Christopher Lloyd car crash episode. Uh, Have you watched the one show since no of course zero you times yeah i've now watched four episodes of the one show all of which at your behest <laughs> <laughs> well look i wanted to start with um with the uh, alex jones and and ronan keating episode this week yeah. where it was the because it was a massive event for me i don't know about you really but the i've been waiting for this for so long the announcement of the museum of the year awards <laughs> and there's another nice surprise coming up because we're announcing the winner of the museum of the year and even at the beginning of this when they had to run through the names of them i don't know whether see i can't decide whether alex lost it because she knew <laughs> 
the whole thing was shit <laughs> or because she couldn't say the phrase Horniman Museum without thinking of a horny man. Yeah. I can't decide which it now, was. Now, five museums are in the running. So will it be the Museum of Making in Derby? The Horniman Museum and Gardens in London. Oh, well, I've got to say, that actually, oh, that showed her hand uh, there. She overplayed her hand because what it suggested was she hadn't seen the script until she was reading it out loud. And the name Horniman surprised her only, <laughs> not when she saw it, but as she was saying it. She thought, <laughs> I am saying the word Horniman. Um, that, that is perfect. We've all thought it. We've all thought it's about time they changed the Horniman's name. It, it doesn't. It doesn't help you understand what that museum is because, John, I've been there. Disappointingly, they do not welcome horny men. <laughs> in fact, in my experience, quite the opposite. Uh, they barely let you pass reception. <laughs> I, I, I got. I would say within two meters of that stuffed walrus. Yes, I had intents. <laughs> they dragged me back from it. I will get to it, John. They can't stop me every single time. I've only got to be lucky once. And I'll tell you what, they frown upon you getting a Sharpie and writing horny walrus on the little pack underneath it as well. I can tell I'll, you I'll show you a stuffed walrus, you beasts. <laughs> John, have you been to the horny man? <laughs> I've been to several horny men, but never to, uh, to the horny man. I live very close to it and I've always thought about it. Um, and yes, of course, when I've heard it said, I've had a little chuckle to myself internally. But I've never but not on national television at seven o'clock in the evening. No, That's the I did think that she, maybe she was trying to manufacture one of those classic Holly and Phil moments. You know, she thought, "Oh, this will go viral if I have a bit of a, <laughs> if, I, if I have a bit of a giggle mm. at Horniman." But they just cut back to her sort of giggling and, and Ronan Keating looking a bit disappointed at her. I'm, I'm going to say I mean, I'm not one to talk because I've left my microphone at my house and moved into my parents' house thinking it would be cooler. Of course it's not. It's an old person's house. It's all thick curtains and dust everywhere. Are the radiators on, Mark? Are they all on, are they? Full blast. <laughs> my dad refusing to open any of the windows to let the precious heat out. Um, the house is buckling like a mirage. But I am... Um, <laughs> I did leave my uh, microphone at home, so I'm not one to talk about sounding good. But then again, I'm also not on BBC One. And Matt Allwright, they've made the decision, no. as he did the, the welcome to the ceremony that we're doing for this Museum mm. of the Year, he ha was just being recorded on an external yeah. mic that wasn't connected into the cameras. So it sounded like he was in quite a deep cave yes. system while he was doing it. This is the biggest evening in the museum calendar because we are here to celebrate five incredible organisations, five museums you BBC One, prime time, nobody thinks, shall we plug a mic into the camera? Museum no, just get wild track. It will be fine. All you needed to do was, was take it. It was, it was a radio mic because there was a, a, a room full of people who appeared to be dancing at a museum-based disco that, for some reason, Museum of the Year judge and Radio 1 DJ uh, yeah. Hugh Stevens was hosting. One of the judges, I'm glad to say, is here with me. It's only Mr Hugh Stevens. And, and so, Matt, you're right. I was walking around with the radio mic, which was coming over the PA, but all you've got to do is take a separate feed into the sound desk for the telly. They didn't, did they? No. They didn't bother with that. No. Why would you do that when you've just got some shit echoey stuff? Why would you bother? It was a bit like, and we throw to Matt all right down a well. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't matter if people hear or don't hear this. No one cares. No one cares. <laughs> Him shouting at one point, hit my cue, Hugh, Hugh, as well. And as you just proved, though, Mark, it's not that easy to say, is it? It isn't that easy to say. <laughs> I am not a trained BBC broadcaster. Well, the big book. People talk about, like, accidental partridge and stuff, and... 
you know, something like that where you do it and there's no laughter. You just say, hit my cue, Hugh. Did it better that time. Hit my cue, Hugh. Look at them. <laughs> the, the fact that that goes out and no one sort of goes, do you know what, Matt? That just sounds yeah, but shit. It, but hang on, but Matt that. likes a rhyme, doesn't he? As we've established before. And can I draw your attention just by flipping to the, to another show this week with Matt All Right in it when he was doing his watchdog segment? Oh went my to god! In- <laughs> <laughs> exactly this down. Went to investigate some sun cream. No, um, this was a classic rhyme. Here's <laughs> while you shouldn't fall. For the expensive sun slap clap trap. Well, you shouldn't fall for the expensive sun slap clap trap. <laughs> what? I mean, sun slap clap trap does sound like a 90s sort of quite good housey mix that you would have got at some weird sort of off some bloke. You're going to love this. It's the slun- sun slap clap trap. My God, that was hard work. I know. And the best thing about it was that he, I don't know if it was an auto cue, wasn't going quick enough, but he paused halfway. So he really went for the sun slap, clap trap, and (laughs) (laughs) his delivery of everything. Just before that as well, he'd said, and factor 50, quid. Also, factor 50, quid. I love the point. It was so good. There was so much he had to get right. He had to hit about 30 things in a short period. And if he got one of them wrong, he would just be saying words (laughs) that didn't make sense. You get the internet, you know, it's factor 50 quid. Oh, no, bollocks, ruined it. You know, you've got to get each part of that right. It was actually quite thrilling. (laughs) It was. That that segment, that segment must have only been 30 seconds long, but that's the bit I rewatched of all both episodes over and over again. Because I can imagine the writer as well. It's his, his gear shift yeah. as well at the beginning because they throw it to him saying like, oh, what have you been seeing, Matt? And he goes, I've been seeing red. <laughs> what are you seeing, Matt? <laughs> I'm seeing red. Thanks to the gizmo. <laughs> it's worth saying what that came off the back of on your fuel was them starting the show with an optical illusion. Oh, the illusion. Now, Alex the illusion. Goes, now some people look at this and you see squares. Yeah. And, and Roman Kemp <laughs> said, yeah, yeah, that's what I see. That's what I see. And she went, oh, but if you look closer, some of you special people, you get to see sir. Now, you may have seen something doing the rounds on social media. It's an optical illusion. So first you see squares. And then, if you're special, you can see circles. No, I couldn't. What? But hang on. Right, look at it, right? It's squares. Look it looks like, it looks yeah, like a bar of chocolate. Anyway, I can't see it. And they showed where they were. And I thought, well, this has got to be going somewhere, hasn't it? This has got to be. No, they were just showing it to you like an elderly relative. Yeah might say, look, I, I, have you heard of MySpace? There's a video on there where a dog chases its tail, but you can't tell which way round it's going. Anyway, what's for dinner? No segue. Yeah, no segue. Zero segue. I loved it. You can see what's happened here is that during the day of that broadcast was the day that that optical illusion was just sort of doing the rounds on yeah. social media. So in the office, someone's gone, have you seen this, everyone? And they've all talked about it for a bit, realised they've got nothing to start the show with they've been talking about the optical illusion and just gone let's show that and, and, and <laughs> what a mess this show was i mean the, the show on the 13th it comprised the optical illusion some old fish space your photos and matt all right on free meals for kids <laughs> what what a absolute mess of a show I, I, that was well the way he set that bit up because when at the beginning he was going through them all like haha i've been seeing red because of the gizmos that claim to save you money because of factor 50 quid you know all that stuff and then at the end <laughs> he he ran out of tones to go with and i think because of his background in all those shows where he was doing like sinister cut to talk overs he only the only sort of mode he had left was 
dramatic, sinister kind of voice. And so when he said, and I'll have the places where your kids can eat for cheap and even for free this summer. It was like, whoa, 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 wrong tone. I kept thinking like, is the place you're talking about your basement and it's going to be their, their last meal? Because it's really sinister. And I'll have the places where you and your kids can eat cheap or even free this summer. There was too much to take in. Uh, the, the line that I thought you sort of went close to out on was he said, and an old saying I've just made up, he who has access to genuine scientists has the last laugh. <laughs> There's an old saying that I've just made up. He who has access to genuine scientists has the last laugh. <laughs> it's like, Matt, I can't, we can't take all of this in. The, the, you know, it's too arch. You're doing something too highbrow for what yeah. you're talking about. It's too much to take in. We've had the optical illusion and now this. All this was, was in the first five minutes of the show as well. And also, had also followed the line, take a look at this very unusual fish. <laughs> Take a look at this very unusual fish. It's like, it's just a fish. Oh, that fish. Oh, that fish. was unbelievable. Haunting. Yeah. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. There was a little video where they were uh, chasing lampreys. Um, they, they couldn't quite work out. They couldn't give us a reason why they were doing it particularly. They no. were just like, we're, we're chasing the lampreys. Um, and um, my favorite bit was there was a bit really early on where they said, what's a lamprey? It's a primitive jawless fish. The sea lamprey is a primitive jawless fish. And I thought to myself, <laughs> it's a strange way of, of explaining something. It didn't come naturally. So I went to Wikipedia, John. Yeah, and, of course you uh, did. <laughs> Wikipedia, the first line is an ancient extant lineage of jawless fish. And if you, <laughs> if you take out the, the, the extra the words, words, ancient yeah. jawless fish, yeah, a primitive yeah. jawless fish, that was properly just cribbed from Wikipedia. Um, this was about a bloke who's on the River Seven. And he just, um, he tags a load of sea lampreys. Um, yeah. This is a job he gets paid for. 
by someone, I presume, which is which is absolutely <laughs> mind blowing. And they they basically have made a, a, a they find it hard to get over dams to go upstream to mate. Yeah, and so they built a a, a sort of a step. But the lamprey, I think, yeah, they call would it climb up by clamping on with its horrible teeth, just <laughs> hanging off it. <laughs> and wonderful news! Very quickly, we managed to catch two of them fucking, which was <laughs> <That's> <laughs> wonderful. Yeah. Simply the worst thing I've ever seen. Here we go. <gasps> then a rare sight. Look, look, they're mating. <gasps> they're mating. <gasps> To mate, the male latches onto the female with its mouth and wraps his body around hers, ensuring that he fertilises the eggs as she lays them. When it cut back to the studio, uh, even though the presenter had just gone, what a wonderful thing of nature this is to witness here at the River Severn. Alex and Roman looked like we're going to be sick all over the green surface. They They were appalled by what they'd seen. It was a film off the shelf again, though, wasn't it? It was just a film off the shelf because they'd had it lying around and it passed its sell by day. And they didn't even say, oh, you know, the Jurassic, New Jurassic Park film is in the cinemas and this fish yeah. is essentially a dinosaur which which it was and they said that but there's no reference to yeah. anything that's going on in the outside world no not at all no not at all but but then I think I think you know it's very unusual to see something that they don't hype up a little bit afterwards and go absolutely fascinating what an incredible creature but I think the the sort of 30 seconds of watching these two things that are like penises clamp onto each other's heads with these flat teeth and bang their heads on the stones. The best you can do is just go, we simply will never, ever talk of this video again. (laughs) (laughs) At least it's no longer on our shelves. Turning to our rivers is incredible. Now, you might want to forget what you just saw there. (laughs) (laughs) The uh, person who was doing the uh, the video, she said... um, I mean, they are very gentle creatures. And nothing that we'd seen in the video suggested they were gentle creatures. They were biting on stones nearly continuously. Don't lie about (laughs) stuff because it makes it easier to sort of swallow. Well, nothing was easy to swallow for those jawless fish, it didn't didn't seem. They were just trying to swallow each other (laughs) most of the point. What you wanted, I mean, I was just, you know, you want someone to just... I've slipped one of them into Roman Kemp's food so it burst from his chest during the whole space <laughs> sequence that they had, which would have made a nice link, wouldn't it? You know, we're going to talk about it. space and the supermoon. Here's an actual creature from Alien <laughs> lookalike coming out of Roman Kemp. That's the sort of thing that in the day when they, anyone cared about this show, they absolutely would have mocked up. They would have mocked up Adrian Childs with the alien coming out of his chest. And he would have he would have gone, yeah. oh, last time I ordered that biryani. <laughs> and, and everyone would have gone, this show is at least doing exactly what it should do. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. no, this one, they were just like, right, forget that. The moon. Let's go to the moon. I liked it when Roman it's... Kemp started to explain the SPF factor of the uh, the sun slap. Amazing. I don't know if this was, you know, a weird thing to learn at my age, but SPF, what it actually means. You know, you get fifth, factor 15. Yep. 30, 50. I didn't realise that it's like the time that it takes you to burn, if you've got SPF 15, factor 15, it's that time times 15. There you go. And then times 30, and then times 15. actually quite a good fact. (laughs) The one bit of information I'm going to take from the whole show. Yeah, (laughs) and credit to uh, um, Alex and Matt Allwright for when he began explaining it, just both clamming up so that he had to have a moment of self-doubt with what he was saying. And when he got to the end, they yeah. just left it silent. There was two seconds pause, and they were like, well, oh, that's very interesting. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, guys. Appreciate it. <laughs>
Someone in the gallery yeah. hastily looking it up on Wikipedia so they can get it into the autocue, no this, doubt. This, I, mean, I mean, this was a perfect example, I thought, of, uh, on the first show where they did the watchdog thing, where they, they really aren't trying hard. And what they did with that is they kind of went, let's have, we haven't really got anything, one big thing. So let's put in five things that are all shit. And that would basically build up to being one. So as you mentioned, like the suntan cream, the suntan cream, they, they pitched at the top. We had Roman giving his thing about SPF. But the basic knowledge that I learned from the watchdog section was some of the suntan creams that you get aren't as good as the ones you get from Boots. Paying more for sun creams, particularly enhanced water-resistant sun protection that are often more expensive, doesn't always make sense. They aren't always worth it. They applied both types of sun cream, the basic and the enhanced, and moved their hands in and out of salt water for an hour, (laughs) then examined the results under UV light. The best results came from Boots and Asda, their normal brand, with their own brand stuff, which is up to £10 cheaper. Ooh, that seemed to be yeah. basically their thing. That, that, to me, just doesn't seem like an investigation. That seems like something that everybody knows. If you buy own brand sun cream, yes, it's going to do the job and it's going to be cheaper. What, was that one of your investigative strands? You asked my mum about suntan cream. I don't forget, though, that um, that wasn't all, as you rightly point out, though, because we also had the, uh, the, the, the scandal of the menopause testing kit. Oh, it was, wasn't it? Roman said he was very lucky because he says, I was very lucky. My mum's always spoken very freely about the menopause. Yeah, now, I, I, I was really lucky. My mum has always spoken very openly about the menopause with my families. Lucky bastard. My mum never mentioned it. Shit. It was shit. I was always asking her, come tell me. She was like, no. <laughs> oh, these ones, I thought there was a good bit of their balance that they did here as well, where they were talking about, they were saying that these menopause tests, which you, um, you, you urinate on, um, will hopefully tell you whether you're pre or perimenopausal. But they said they're quite unreliable. Um, it's worth mentioning as well, this conversation was entirely between Roman and Matt yeah, It was two men, yeah. yeah which absolutely. was a, a, a strange thing. The test kits would be brilliant if they could tell you that with accuracy, whether you're in the middle of menopause or perimenopausal yes. uh, or not. But that's where the problem starts. The kits test your urine for levels of a hormone called FSH. But um, and Alex said, well, if you do do one of these, you know, yeah, you, you exactly have symptoms. That. You need FSH to go to see your GP. That seems obvious. Natural. And Matt all right went, ah, oh, but you can't get a GP appointment nowadays, can you? And everyone went... No. If you're if you're thinking, oh, I wonder what these symptoms are. <laughs> you'd go, you'd yeah. go to the GP, wouldn't you? Why bother with the kits at all? Yeah, that's of course if you can get an appointment, but that would be free. The yes, question, good point. So, <laughs> and then yeah, they just the moved on. Is whether these tests, <laughs> they uncover the big problem with it is they go, oh yeah, GPs, you can't get an appointment even if you've got cancer. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> terrible. Okay. Never mind that, though. Let's concentrate on the menopause people. And then we're on to the gadgets, of course, that, that are plug it into your car or your house and you'll reduce your fuel bills oh my by X percent. And they got someone from Coventry University to test this out. And surprise, it's just a box with some transistors in it that lights up and doesn't do anything. We've tested a number of devices. We've had no variation in fuel consumption figures. Nothing changed at all. You've looked inside what's in there yeah well now i've had a look inside all we've got is a couple of transistors and some resistors and some lights and if you look closely the pins aren't even soldered so what we've got is a box with lights in fact what they do which i think we all knew 
right, is they you plug them in and they draw electricity. So yeah. they just add to your bill they've got, because they're electric. Because they've got a little light yeah. on. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, that was magic. That was magic. I've not heard of these before. And now all I want to do is buy some. I think they're absolutely hilarious. I love the fact that he spent so long. Uh, like, A, he said, we drove a car for five miles with and then five miles without. And I was like, well, I could have saved you a lot of energy by just <laughs> yes. not driving 10 miles and telling you they're shit. <laughs> Open them. Yeah, it doesn't yes. work at all. Yeah. And I, you know, I, I, I did write down, you know, though, that at the end of the day, that was a long investigation they've done by going, look, there's these products on the market. And if you plug them in and they claim to cut your electricity, they don't work. And I thought, well, it is valuable stuff, to be fair, if you're a thick twat who would fall for any old shit, yes. <laughs> which I guess is the one show's viewing demographic so fair enough yeah i'm looking forward to tuning into a future matt albright all right section where he says uh investigates x-ray specs that i got <laughs> out of a comic book in the 80s <laughs> now, the picture clearly shows yeah. someone looking through their hands but yeah. you'll be surprised at what we found i was yeah. able to see through no women's tops <laughs> to just see the bra underneath but not beyond the bra. They didn't work. We <laughs> can t- and, and we did a series of very expensive tests at this university <laughs> to find this out. I did like the I did like the fact that the chap who was testing the uh, the the plug-in one, which was the one that that was supposed to um, reduce your home electricity yeah. usage yes. uh, by fifteen percent or thirty percent, but actually added one hundred and twenty quid annually to your yeah. bill. I like the fact that they were like, we're in his office and um, he's got a Hawker he Harrier. Got a full size Harrier jump jet in his office. A jump jet in his office. <laughs> it was absolutely mind blowing. And I know they sort of went, he's got one of these in his office. But I was like, what? why are you talking yeah. about this fraudulent thing? Tell me why the plane is there. What, what does it do? What's he doing with it? You know, more of that. Dr. Rashid Ali is a lecturer in aeronautical electrical engineering which explains the Harrier jump jet in his lab. Again, a story right in front of your nose, and you've gone with the wrong one. There was a great bit of this... It's a great bit of this sequence that won't translate to this because it was entirely visual, but I should do my oh, best to describe it. Where the uh, Matt Allwright was at Coventry University talking to Jeff the engineer um, before the Harrier Jump Jet office. This was another guy who was testing another one of these things. Um, so I think this was the car one. And yeah, the fuel, fuel one. Yeah. yeah, if you plug it into your cigarette lighter, lighter <laughs> and it reduces <laughs> fuel consumption. It cuts your fuel consumption by 15%. What? Don't... Don't ask how, just know that it does. <laughs> and, and then there was a really awkward bit where they set up the shot where Matt had to walk away from the table this guy was on. So that's fuel dealt with. Towards no the camera to meet the other engineer. And he walked towards the camera, but Jeff, the engineer, now with his back to the camera, because it was a reverse shot, stood stock still, unnaturally, <laughs> like, a st- like a bit of stone a vampire fish would try to climb up. He was just standing... <laughs> awkwardly still in shot the whole time as Matt did this long walk and talk and it was like playing musical statues but we, it was so odd he's just conserving energy John that's what, that's what that guy cannot stop doing it I, I did like at the end so that Matt said um, and look if you spot any of these still doing the rounds let us know Amazon and eBay have said they'll get rid of these dodgy gadgets or gizmo but if you spot any still doing the rounds please let us know watchdog at bbc.co.uk and at bbc watchdog on Twitter they don't want to hear from you they don't want you to say it. <laughs> I've been on Facebook I've seen it they'll go what do you expect us to do what we're not going to continually go back to this 
I, I, I loved those things. I thought the one thing about them was they were cheap enough. There was one that did nothing, which was the fuel one. And they were saying, you know, these people find these for about a fiver. And I was a bit like, you know what? I mean, you know, for that price, they're worth it. <laughs> can, I, uh, can I draw attention, please, to what I thought Roman Kemp's, I'm going to call it his, his good joke. Um, when they in this episode they were talking about in the, you know throwing forward they were going to talk about the supermoon there was a supermoon uh, last week and they were talking about that and about the new uh, space the James Webb space telescope that we saw images from and they were going to talk about that with uh, with uh, with the space lady who we'll get to in a moment but they showed some pictures that had been sent in by view by viewers by the viewers viewers had sent in the pictures Vuers. of their supermoon pictures look at the viewers and um. One of them was a classic photo, you know, where you get sort of a, um, it was in front of a castle turret that someone had taken. And because of the perspective, the moon looked massive against the castle turret. You've seen them all over the internet. You know, it was a good, it was pretty good. Uh, Or maybe you've got a stunning picture of the sky at night, like the ones we're surrounded by this evening in the studio. Now, here's another one from Matt Cardi. This one's nice. And then she just went, look how big that moon is. And Roman went, (laughs) or is it a very small castle? Uh, Alex went, maybe it's in a fish tank. Look how big that moon is. Or is it a very small castle? Maybe. Maybe it's a fish tank. (laughs) I thought, you know, (laughs) considering you're about to talk about an unusual fish, that is not a bad segue. It's not one of the worst things you've ever done. Best link of both shows. It was. Best link of both shows. Bar none. Yeah, And he's actually my, of the the shows I've seen, uh, I have to say Roman is is actually quite a good host. <laughs> I think again, whenever they've had people from the radio on, like the guy they they cut to, I can't remember his name now. Another guy that they had on for a segment last time I was here, uh, and he was uh, yeah. He, they, they seem to be able to do the live stuff. They're not as they petrified. think on their feet because they present live radio. Roman Kemp presents yeah. the Capital Breakfast Show every day, doesn't he? Yeah. So yeah. He's, he's used to a live environment. Yeah. So yeah, I, I I I do think though that I, all the ones I've seen where Alex is presenting with Roman Kemp, there's always one moment where she says something about almost like how she's not enjoying it anymore. And I thought there was a marked difference between when she was working with Roman and when she was like working with Ronan the next day. Yes. Yeah. And as soon as yeah. Ronan's there, she's like, oh, it's so great to have you back. God, we've really missed you. And look who's back. Who? It's Ronan Keaton. Nice to be back great from the tour. Back. Yeah, I had a great tour, but I missed y'all. Oh, we missed you. Couldn't wait to come back. No, you didn't. Thanks We'd, very much. On it, we did. We yeah. did. All this, it's a bit like, well, you know, what, what's going on here? If you start watching it going, Alex doesn't like Roman Kemp, I think you'll you'll begin to sort of go, there's something rich oh. underneath the surface here where Roman yeah, Kemp represents to Alex, yeah. maybe time is moving on and maybe she's got to go. I don't and, know. And I agree that, um, that the, the, the Ronan Keating thing just got a bit too much. Given that Ronan Keating has been on that show as a guest over the past week anyway, just cropping up on Zoom from his dressing rooms wherever he's on tour. And his kid was on, wasn't he, last week? Because yep. he'd been on Love Island. That's right. So it's not like Ron, Ronan's been away. Yeah, he's been no. around and now he's back in the studio. She was, yeah, she was very much sort of, oh, thank you, thank goodness you're back. It was yeah. her either. Wasn't there like, at one point, one of the guests even, I think it was like Jill Scott, one of the footballers, just went, Oh, I got really excited to be on this show because I thought it was going to be Ronan Keaton, but it's you. And you have the same initials, so I even thought it was going to be him. And now, That's now right. it's you. Yes. I was like, oh, f- <laughs> okay. And I have to be honest, they said I was getting interviewed by RK today and I was hoping it was Ronan Keaton, so I'm oh. sorry, Ronan. I'll see you later. <laughs> I'll see you later. Oh. Should I say it's okay? We'll have to get you back on, Jill. Ronan will be chuffed. Yeah. 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 Just, yeah. Just what, what are we doing? Why get, why get Roman Kemp in and then sort of say to everyone, by the way, 
talk about how great it is that Ronan's coming back soon. They had uh, Jill Scott, who was a player, and they had Gabby Logan, and both of them had put their cameras much too close to their faces <laughs> for television. And they were looming a little bit. Can you, was Gabby Logan's background green screened? I spent ages looking at it. It was a garden, a lush garden. It was garden, yeah, it's nice. But yeah. then uh, her hair would occasionally move in the breeze, and I'd go, is it just the light? I couldn't work it out. I found that very distracting. Well, if she has a lush garden, as was evidenced, then she's very irresponsibly using sprinklers in this heat wave, as far as I'm concerned, because my garden uh, is parched bare. I mean, That is it, true. So, frankly... That is Very irresponsible. a scandal, John. Yeah, I've that is a one. Yeah. scandal. What yeah, if should have a go at that? Damn right. <laughs> if Matt Allwright is listening to here, get into get onto your bike, put the pint down, get onto your bike, go to Gabby Logan's house and see if she has got a lush garden. If she has a yeah. lush garden, she needs to be prosecuted. <laughs> um, other than that, I thought she was a consummate pro. Yeah. <laughs> I can picture that segment now of Matt Allwright being like, oh, we all have a splish splash in the sun, but what's not funny... His water shortages. <laughs> <laughs> he does it all the time. Yeah, uh, let's kick this into touch. This being a football reference, and also uh, the, the problem that Gabby, uh, etc. It's not actually as easy as you think, is it? Right, watchdog. Um, <laughs> no, he's us mocking it, but we couldn't do it. Let's be honest. <laughs> Gabby, Gabby Logan had a great bit where she was talking about the eight-nil victory, and she said, "I mean, it really felt like a moment in time." Um, I mean, that's that, that's everything. Everything is a moment in time. I mean, that didn't seem very special. But that was the bit where they said to Jill Scott, now, I believe that you were in the dressing room afterwards listening to ABBA. Uh, that was exactly the angle that the one show would go in on there. And it just felt like a moment in time. And Jill, talk to us then about after the game, about the atmosphere in the locker room, because apparently you played a bit of ABBA to celebrate. I, I, I should imagine they would do exactly the same if the men's football team had got through to the quarterfinals of the World Cup, they would they would say, well, I heard you put on some funny music on the coach. That was uh, that was it. Um, but Jill Scott said, yeah, I wanted Boyzone, but... Um, Especially when they said the initials were RK. Yeah. Although that could have been, that could have been R. Kelly, which could have been a hell of a different story. <laughs> <laughs> the problem is, like, Jill Scott's got one of those traditional sportsman's monotones, um, and that made it sound not at all like a bit of a funny joke. It made it sound like she was saying, I really hope that Ronan Keating was going to be on this show. <laughs> <laughs> and poor Roman Kemp having to sit there and just yeah. take it. I, oh, a, a wonderful question by Alex as well, uh, where she decided she'd totally, you know, just, just shake up the English grammar, uh, where she said, so do you think the lionesses have what it take to go all the way? Not takes like you'd say, John. Not takes like you'd say, John. Too busy. <laughs> Take. Do they have what it takes? And really briefly, Gabby, do you think the Lionesses have what it takes to go all the way? <laughs> <laughs> and there we judder to a stop, because as we've just proved by watching The One Show, it is possible to have too much of a shit thing. Part two of all of this will be dropping into your pod lap tomorrow. See you then on The, the One Show Show. Step 
Step onto the legendary clay courts of Roland Garros, where the world's best players battle it out at the French Open for a chance to win a Grand Slam title. Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV live in HD. See the action unfold as legends fight for glory and new rivalries emerge. Daily live coverage begins Monday, May 20th, with match replays on demand so you never miss a moment. From the first serve to the final point, Roland Garros promises unforgettable moments and new chapters in tennis history. Stream now with Tennis Channel Plus to be there when it happens. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. 